Welcome to the podcast, book nerds. Today, we'll be speaking with Gabrielle Stone. She's an actress, director, and more recently, she's become an author. Her new book is called Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. After going through quite an ordeal in the span of three months, she decided to pack her bags and go on a trip to Europe. Along the way, she met new people and new cultures, and it really became a trip of self-discovery. In this day and age, with social media, everyone always seems to be living the life of luxury and the life that, you know, we always want ourselves. Well, Gabrielle put it all out there in her new book and on her social media, where she documented everything along the way on her trip. So, let's get to the interview and let her tell you all about it. All right, book nerds, we're now talking with Gabrielle Stone. How are you doing this morning? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've, I've got my coffee, and I'm having gonna, about to have a wonderful podcast episode with you. So morning's going good. It's, a, it's Sunday. You can't complain. <laughs> you know, you know, I really can't. It's a, it's a nice day. I'm going to go outside a little later today and take care of some stuff. But overall, it's I'm trying to enjoy my day. So. Good. Well, I'm I'm happy to start my day here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're an actress, you're a director, you're an author. You do you seem to do it all. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I grew up um, in Los Angeles. My mom and dad were both in the industry. My mom is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo and The Howling and a million other movies and TV shows. My father was also an actor and director, Christopher Stone. And I had a really normal childhood other than the fact that I grew up on different film sets. And we were a great little family. Um, I lost my dad, unfortunately, very young. He passed when I was almost seven from a heart attack. And that kind of shifted the whole dynamic of mine and my mother's life as, you know, lost does to a family. But I then became very, very close with my mom. We're, we're best friends. And she really became both father figures to me. And I didn't start working in the industry until I did my first film when I was 19. And I remember walking off that set and was like, oh, I never want to do anything else ever again. (laughs) Um, And I didn't really start taking it seriously until I was about 22. And since then, it's been my full time job has been being an actress and Uh, Two years ago, I started directing and I did my first project called It Happened Again last night. And it ended up going to festivals and winning a bunch of awards and doing super, super well, which was crazy because it was my first venture behind the camera. And uh, I just did my second project called After Emma, starring Amy Smart and Tamor Ghazi with my mother also doing a role. And it just premiered at Holly Shorts, so it's in the festival circuit now. And um, I, you know, have been directing and acting now since since then. Um, author is is new to my resume, and it still uh, feels a little weird to be able to say that. But I'm I'm having to get used to it now. <laughs> <laughs> so your book, you just came out with a book called Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML. It just came out on June 20th. Can you tell us a bit about this book? Yes. So this book kind of happened to me, I like to say. In 2017, I was married and had been married for almost two years. 
I found out my husband was having an affair with a 19 year old for six months, filed for divorce, left. Shortly after that, I met a man and we fell madly in love with each other, had a whirlwind romance, convinced me to go on a month long trip to Italy with him. And 48 hours before we were getting on the plane, he told me he had to go by himself. I was absolutely devastated. He broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. And I was sitting on my bed in tears and realized that I had a decision to make, and that was either stay at home heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I took my backpack and did seven countries over the span of a month and ended up writing a book about the whole experience. <laughs> wow. So what what countries did you end up choosing on this adventure that you went on? So obviously I had no time to plan because I realized <laughs> I was going alone literally two days before I was getting on a plane. So the man who broke up with me before this Europe trip, his name in the book is Javier. So that's so people know when I when I say that name who we're referring to. So Javier and I actually flew together on the plane next to each other because obviously our seats were booked together. Um, <laughs> so we flew to London like our, our flight was was meant to go to. And then he went on to Rome, which was where we were supposed to connect to. And I started my trip in London. Uh, one of my friends from high school lives there. So I at least had a home base to start because I had nothing planned. So I flew to London and then I didn't book anything ahead of time. I did it very solo travel, traditional, where you book where you're going to go next once you're in the country that you're in. So once I was in London, I decided that I was going to do Amsterdam next. And I did Amsterdam, Paris, Barcelona, Mykonos, Rome, and San Vito Lo Capo, which is in Sicily, and then flew back. Now, I feel like it just it just for me, at least personally, I feel like doing a trip like that, like so, so like spontaneous and just, you know, figuring it out as you go probably makes the experience like way more memorable than well, like if you have everything planned out ahead of time. Yeah. I So it's so opposite from my personality. <laughs> um, my friends make fun of me because I plan our weekends ahead, you know, like when we're all getting together. So for me to go across the world on a trip and have nothing planned and know nothing um, was terrifying for me. I mean, I would have never booked a trip to go travel by myself. It, it's just not something I would have done. I would have gone with a significant other or a girlfriend or a family member. Um, but this, this circumstance kind of happened to me and I knew that it was going to be happening for a big reason. I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Normally you can't see what that reason is until you're further down in the process. But right when Javier told me that he was going to go by himself, I knew why this was happening the way it was as painful as it was. Um, but since I was a little girl and I lost my father, I have not wanted to be by myself. I've had a huge fear of abandonment and always wanted people around me, whether that was my mother or my friends or my roommate. Um, and this was the universe's way of making me go face that shit head on and literally pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, so it was happening for a huge reason. And I knew it was going to be like a big life change lesson for me. But yeah, it was terrifying not to have anything planned. And and once you're in it, um, it becomes less terrifying and more exhilarating because it's like, oh, where is the wind going to blow me next? Who am I going to meet in this place? And 
it, it's so freeing to not be on anyone else's schedule, to not even have a schedule and just kind of go where the wind takes you. Nice. That sounds really amazing. And I feel like just, just talking with you kind of makes me want to try that in the future. Just go, because I've, I've always wanted to go to Europe and I've never been, but I've always kind of this, I'm exactly the same way. Like I want to go with someone like a, a friends or something. Cause I'm just like, kind of nervous a little bit about like going there and like getting lost or not knowing like the culture or knowing what to do but it kind of sounds like exhilarating at the same time it's incredible and i urge anyone that has the opportunity to go do a solo trip it will literally change your life um and it's you know at first when i went i remember my first day walking around by myself in london um, cause obviously I was staying at my friend's house, but she was working. And so I was out adventuring by myself and I was so self-conscious of, oh my gosh, I want to get a picture, but everyone's going to judge me cause I'm alone and I'm the only person, you know, that's walking around by themselves and, um, and being uncomfortable going to get something to eat and sitting by myself. And then by the second and third country, that was empowering for me. Um, and I felt like a badass. <laughs> um, and it really... If you ask me now if I'd rather go on a trip with a friend or by myself, I'd probably choose to go by myself. It's a really incredible way to really get in touch with who you are because there's so many outside influences when we're in our day-to-day lives, whether it's the TV or your cell phone or people that you're around. You're never really solely by yourself and it it really forces you to look inward. And if there's anything that needs to be adjusted or healed in your life, it comes to the forefront and it really is a great way to get back to yourself. Nice. It sounds like it's really like, not just like kind of in a way like a spiritual adventure, but also like just like a self-discovery. 100%. So what would you say like some of your most memorable experiences were on this trip like what stick like looking back on it like what like one or two things like sticks out most in your mind from it oh there were so many um well first of all when I left on this trip I knew I was writing gonna write a book um it wasn't something that I thought about later on I knew (laughs) it had been like the most ridiculous couple of of months in my life where the things that were happening, I mean, my friends would call me and be like, okay, what's going on on this week's episode of Gabrielle's Netflix show of her life. (laughs) Um, So when Javier told me that he was going to go by himself and I decided that I was going to go alone, I was like, I have to, this is too, this can't be real. And I have to write about it because it's going to help so many people to, to share this experience. Um, so I took a journal with me. I started the book the the first day I was in London. And it's not like I was journaling and then came home and turned it into a book. If you open my journal, it says chapter one, and it's very close to what the finished book is. Um, I wrote about three fourths of it on my trip. So that was a, a widespread over the whole month. That was probably the most memorable because I was creating this, this piece of art that's so prevalent in my life now. Um, but as far as like the, the different fun things, um, Oh God, I guess we should just start like country by country. Um, I went to, I went in London my first day when I was walking around, 
everywhere. It was so exhilarating and I felt like such a badass for like being heartbroken, but I still came and now I'm here by myself. And um, I went to Westminster Abbey and I didn't know what it was before, before I was in London and I got there and I remember standing in front of that structure and being like so pulled to it and thinking, well, I don't know what I'm walking into, but my heart needs to go in here. And it was literally like a spiritual experience for me. I went inside and there was a section where there were candles and you could write a prayer and drop it in a prayer box. And then the priest would take it and, um, and, and speak it out loud later. And it was so moving. My whole body just felt like it was in this different space and it was really, really powerful. So that was probably for London. That was my first kind of just really powerful moment that happened. Um, I mean, Barcelona was probably one of my favorite stops on my trip. And I think that's due to the people that I met there at my hostel. Um, we just kind of became a little family. I still talk to many of them. Um, there's one character in Barcelona that's become many people's favorite character um, who I had kind of a, a short, you know, little love affair with. And, um, but Barcelona really captured my heart. It just, the culture and the city and the food, just all of it is, is really, I can't wait to go back there. It's an incredible, incredible place. Um, Gosh, and then, well, I guess one of the cool things that happened, and this is a, a testament to solo travel, is I was in Amsterdam, which was my second stop, and I had met this guy at the pub crawl that I went on, and we had decided, like, let's, let's go do some of the touristy stuff one of the later days that we were there. So we were adventuring around the red light district, which is an experience in itself. You, you hear about it and, you know, you hear all the stories, but until you're standing there and you're seeing all of what's going on, it's very like, you can't really believe it's real. But so we're walking around all these different eclectic places and we meet these other two guys that were in line for, for a peep show, which is like, you basically pay two euros and you go into this box like a telephone box and you see some type of weird show in front of you that's usually related to sex and it's I, I remember standing there going like this can't be real life <laughs> um, and we met these two other guys in line and we ended up going to get drinks with them afterwards and one of them um, his name is Jason in the book it's so funny because I'm still friends with some of these people so I have to stop and be like okay what's his real name? What's his name in the book? <laughs> not, that a lot of, not that a lot of them would care, but um, his name is Jason in the book. So um, he ended up inviting me to come to Mykonos with him. And he was, um, he was like, you know, we're, I'm going to be in Mykonos. I have uh, uh, accommodations there already. If you guys want to come and meet me, these are the dates that I'm going to be there. So we ended up swapping social medias and, kept in touch. And when I was in Barcelona, we were talking and I was like, yeah, you know what? I have no other, I don't know where I'm going next. I've always wanted to go to Greece. So I ended up flying to Mykonos as did one of the other guys from Amsterdam that we had met that night. And we kind of had like this little reunion in Mykonos and 
had a whole, I had ended up having a whole trip with Jason and it, it's really, you can't do that when you're with other people and you have plans set and you already have flights booked. So it's this really cool culture where you can kind of just meet people and see where you end up going. And it was really cool to, to meet someone randomly in Amsterdam and then end up going and seeing them and spending time with them in Mykonos and, and building this little friendship, um, all the way across the world. Wow. You just, it sounds like you just, you know, you roll with the punches and you just see what life brings you and you just roll with it. It sounds like an amazing adventure. It is. It really, it's completely life changing and it so pushes you out of your comfort zone and out of your shell. And my favorite thing is that when you meet people, um, when you're solo traveling, you don't have time to layer on all the different bullshit layers that people put on when you're at home. Um, and you can really, when you meet people, you get the authentic person and you're just there showing up as yourself. And it's so nice, um, especially being from LA to, to not have those layers over when you meet people. And it's just, you really get to connect with people on a different level and, um, and meet them as they are, which is so nice. It sounds, it sounds like a nice break from, especially, you know, living in Los Angeles from the whole, you know, like you said, like putting on like a little act and trying to always be super nice and kind of do like butt kissing and all that. Yeah. You just be yourself. And if people like you, great. If not, you know, oh, well, you're never going to have to see them again. So Exa- you, you exactly. Don't have to worry. If not, you can turn the corner and keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what was the, like, what was the process like taking this whole experience? I know you said on the trip you were kind of writing it as you were going, but what was it like taking this whole thing and actually putting it into a book and kind of like putting the book out there? So I wrote three-fourths of it on the trip. Um, I did a lot of writing. There were days where I would take the train. Like I took um, a long train ride from Amsterdam to Paris, which I think was – roughly six hours. So I would write that whole train ride. Um, there were days in Rome where I would just go to a cafe and write for hours. And, um, I think that's why when people read the book, they're like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm there with you. I feel like I'm traveling this adventure with you because I was writing it as it was happening. Um, so it really comes across in that way. Um, when I came home, I obviously had bits and pieces to finish, um, especially like the beginning chapters of finding out about the affair and um, Javier and I meeting. So I went back and, and did, you know, finishing pieces of it. But I also had to then take all of the stuff I had written in my journal and, and put it into my computer, which was an interesting um, transition. But I wrote the entire thing in a little under three months, which is wildly fast for writing a book. And I had never written a book before. I didn't sit down and Google, you know, the structures and how to and whatnot. It just kind of came out. And um, so after I was done with that, we uh, shopped it around to a couple publishers and everyone kind of wanted to mold it and change it and take a lot out and tone it back a little bit. And it just didn't feel authentic. And I knew that I I just knew the way that it needed to, to end up. And that route 
ended up being the best for me to self-publish. So I worked with an editor to help me do all the, you know, grammar and, and cleaning it up in that sense. Uh, she also helped me cut it down a little bit. I think we cut out around 15,000 words and which is a significant chunk, but it was mostly what, what people refer to as travel log stuff. Um, she'd be like, you know, we don't need to see everything you're eating. I was like, are you sure? Cause it was so good. <laughs> um, but, uh, so once I worked with her, I, I did, you know, did the cover shoot myself. I, I really was able because I was self-publishing to keep control of everything. So all the promotional materials and everything, um, that you, you get out of the book was done by me, which is why it really, I think comes across in such a real and raw way because I didn't have to adhere to anybody's guidelines, which was so great. Um, so I, I ended up publishing it about, Oh God, 2017, 28, uh, about a year and a half after, after it was written. Um, so once we had shopped it around, decided not to go with a publisher, met with my editor, worked for a couple months with her and then was able to put it out. So it's a, it's a long process, but with a publisher, it's even longer. If I would have signed with a publisher, it probably would have taken an additional year and a half to two years. And my heart just couldn't do that. Like this book was very much therapy for me. I don't know if I would have gotten through 2017 without writing it. And, um, and I, I wanted to get it out to the world and I didn't want to hold on to it for that long. It sounds, it sounds like an incredible not only just, you know, the journey that you went through, but also like the process of writing the book, because I've spoken to so many authors and they talk a lot about, like you said, you know, like going through publishers and all the revisions and everything. So, yeah, the the fact that you wrote this in and had it published in such a, a short time is truly incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think it was just I, I really think it was channeled and it just needed to to get out and. And it, I think that's why it's it's resonating so much with people is because of how I mean it's real you know every everything you read in that book is 100% true how it happened and um, I didn't embellish anything unfortunately my life doesn't need any of that <laughs> um, and it's it's really I remember when my mom first read. Uh, a draft of it she she was like oh Gabrielle are you sure you don't want to you know change your name or um take this out and you know because she was she was scared of me getting judged and uh, which of course that's that's a fear that comes up when you're going to put your life out there in such a transparent way but when it came down to it it was I, I knew that if I was going to tell this story, I had to tell it as it happened and with my flaws and with my mistakes and with my highs and with my lows. And if that was going to help people and get them to a place of healing and, and learning how to love themselves or forgive themselves, then that far outweighs the fear of being judged for, you know, some mistakes that I may have made in my life, which we all have. And I think that is really what's, what's connecting with people so much is because it's, it's just really raw and honest and real. And as much as, you know, when you're reading 
Eat, Pray, FML, it feels like you're kind of reading a Netflix show. Um, it's very fun and outrageous and adventurous. But at the same time, there's also a lot of healing techniques and um, ways to figure out your life and and love yourself. And it's really, um, it's like a self-help book without being in your face uh, annoyingly. <laughs> um, so it's really, it's really like a journey that that a lot of people are are able to connect to and learn about themselves while they're while they're reading it. Oh, for sure. I mean, like you like you said just you know before that it's real. It it really is your life, and I like I think that really would does resonate with people because they read a book and they're they're you know it's not like some made up story you know from some imaginary character. It's it's real, and people can love and can really relate to experiences and be like oh I'm not alone like other people have had you know have gone through hardships and you know have made big mistakes and whatnot like it's something that people can really relate to yeah absolutely so overall like you know what has the feedback been from people who have read the book it's been so it's only been out for like three and a half months and it's been such a wild incredible experience I get messages every day from people all over the world, mostly uh, women, but I do actually hear a lot from men um, because unfortunately heartbreak is universal. So Unfortunately. Um, I, I've actually gotten messages from guys saying I had a Javier in my life that was a woman and I, I so resonated with this. Um, but I get messages from people all over the world. I mean, from from different states in the U.S. to Australia and Chile. And it's it's really been incredibly rewarding to to get these messages about like, oh, this book changed my life or this saved me from an abusive relationship and I, I have the courage to leave now. And really, I mean, deep and and powerful messages that just like warm my heart that I me sharing my story was able to do things for other people. And it, it, it's so rewarding for me. And I'm so happy that I chose to do it in the way that I did, because I've seen it now resonate with so many people and, and, and help. And it's just, that's, that's incredible for me to have taken 2017 in my life, which literally bent me over and kicked my ass as hard as it could. Um, And taking that into something that's now reaching people all over the world and helping them is, is one of the proudest things I think I've accomplished in my life thus far. And, um, and it's so fun to see, to see all these reviews that come in and, and that people connect with it on such a emotionally deep level and um, and then there's like the social media side of it, which has been really fun too. Um, usually once a day, uh, I see on my Instagram a bun- all the Europe pictures being liked. So you can tell when people are reading and they're at certain parts in the book and they've gone way far back on my pictures and they're looking at all the pictures from the trip and like trying to figure out who different people are and, like, <laughs> and seeing the different locations that I'm talking about. So it's like become this fun, interactive thing when people read, uh, which is so fun. (laughs) 
That sounds really cool, actually. Just going through the book and, like, you're reading it, and then you get to go to your actual, like, social media and actually see the photos. So, like, you kind of follow the story on both sides. Yeah, it's like a visual aid, which I didn't I didn't intend for that to happen. But um, when I got to the airport the day I was leaving on my trip, I had Javier take a picture of me with my giant backpack on. And... Um, and I posted, a, I posted a picture of me carrying my backpack in the airport, and that was the first time that I publicly announced anything about my divorce. Um, you know, I had told my close friends and family about it, but no one outside of that circle really knew what was going on. So I, I posted that picture talking about, you know, the affair and that I filed for divorce, and now I'm leaving on this giant trip. And... I was kind of planning on posting that and then disconnecting for the rest of my trip and really just, you know, not not being active online in that way. But the two hours that we were there before getting on the plane, I got hundreds of messages and comments from people about like this post really affected me and this changed my day and this made me have hope that I'm going to get through something I'm going through and please continue sharing your journey. Like we want to go on it with you. And so I made a conscious decision to, to be really open and share this whole journey that I was about to go on. Um, but to do it in an authentic way. So there's a lot of posts on my feed from that time that are really emotional and not happy because I wasn't you know, there, of course, there were times where I met people and I was out partying and like having a good time. But there were also a lot of times where I just wanted to sit by myself and write and I just wanted to cry. And I was I was healing and and brokenly heartbroken. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of a lot of posts that reflect that because I think it's so important to to not portray an image of everything's perfect. Look, I'm on this amazing trip when that's not what you're going through. And that's our problem with social media today in this world that everybody just wants to post a highlight reel and there's normal people that are going, why is my life so bad? Look at these people doing all these amazing things. And so I wanted to make sure that I showed up how I was actually feeling and what I was dealing with and, and portray that in an authentic way. So you know, in doing that, it, it kind of opened it up for people to connect with the story before, before it was even written, which was really cool. That sounds, that sounds amazing. I mean, I've just like what you were just saying was exactly what I was just thinking in my head about social media. You see so many people like traveling around the world and like posting pictures of them or their friends having so much fun. And like in, in this day and age, you know, it, Overall, social media seems to like lower people's like life quality and like their emotional state and like their happiness because they see all these people having so much fun and they think like, wow, my life sucks. But that's because, you know, it's a facade like so many people on social media, they're only posting the happy and super fun bits. They never show the I'm sad, I'm lonely, I'm not yeah, fun. Like, absolutely. So, and it's I'm, so it's so important to do that. I remember. um it was actually kind of recent. Uh, I had run into this girl that I hadn't seen in a really long time and was up like telling her about the ins and outs of uh, my divorce and stuff because she had known my ex-husband as well. And she was like, it's so crazy. I remember sitting with my friend 
and you know a long time ago and she pulled up your Instagram and there was pictures of you like jumping off the hut at your honeymoon and like this amazing wedding and she even said to me like look at this girl's life like look are you kidding this is amazing like I want to be her and it's like little do you know that that girl is being cheated on is being having her body disrespected is like about to have the rug pulled out from under her and have her life really flipped upside down and that's such a prime example of how it's portrayed on the outside and not really real and what's going on um and I've I've held true to that since I went on that trip just the other day I I posted this this string of videos and I was like look I just want to let everybody know, you know, we're going into mental health awareness month and it's so important to show up as you are. So you're seeing all these like fun and exciting things that are going on in my life because I'm celebrating all the success with this book and I'm sharing all this great stuff that's happening um, and reposting everybody's stuff, but I'm going through some shit and I'm not the greatest right now. So I just wanted to let everybody know that if you're looking at my page going, oh my gosh, she's you know, on this great wave of success and everything's great. Yes, there's a lot of good stuff going on, but I'm dealing with some internal stuff emotionally and in my personal life that's not super fantastic right now. Um, and I think that's so important for people to do that, especially if you have any type of platform that you know people are watching. Um, because it's it's really important that we stand together in the sense of like, it's okay that you're not okay all the time. Because you shouldn't be, you're human, you know? Yeah, not not everybody's life is picture perfect all the time. Like everybody is human. Crap happens. Like yeah. life life isn't perfect for everybody all the time. Well, it's definitely not for me. I mean, yeah. anyone that's read this book is like, nope, not hers. <laughs> so, ch change the topic just a little bit. <laughs> um, the book's title, Eat, Pray, Hashtag #FML. Where did that come from? I'm really curious. So. When Javier told me he had to go by himself, um, we had the conversation about it. And then the next day we met up to, you know, continue discussing it. And that's when I told him I was going to go by myself. Um, so this was like two days you know, prior to, to our plane ride. And that conversation, he ended up dropping me off at home after. And I remember him looking at me saying, how are you feeling, Gabs? And I looked at him and said, like, I'm about to go on a journey of eat, pray, fuck my life. And that's the title. <laughs> like, I just, I just knew. Obviously, yes, it's a satirical play on the infamous eat, pray, love. This is so not that book. If people are thinking that's what they're getting. Nope. There's, it's, it's very much how I talk. There's F-bombs on every other page. Um, it's, it's not that book. <laughs> but um, but it, it just resonated so deeply with me because that's literally what my life had been for, for those couple of months. And mind you, from the time that I found out about the affair and filed for divorce, met Javier, fell in love, and got dumped, and went to Europe and came home. The, all of those events happened in the span of three and a half months. It wasn't like this was, you know, six months and it was, you know, I mean, it was back to back to back to back. And the only <laughs> way to look at it in a, 
in a light and humorful way is to really think of like, well, you're going on this trip now, FML. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I obviously, I I abbreviated it for the sake of not plastering the F word across a book. Um, But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's obviously what it stands for. And it's so deeply accurate to my story. (laughs) Well, I think actually using hashtag FML, like actually works better than like spelling it all out, not just because it's a, it just, it resonates better. And like, because especially, yeah, and especially in this day and age with like, you know, everyone's using social media and posting per, you know, perfect picture life. I feel like it kind of has like a much like deeper, but like broader meaning. Yeah, it's definitely the time that we're in right now, for sure. So overall, like, what, what would you say you're um, like, for people reading this book, what's the one thing you'd want someone who reads this to take away? Um, that no matter what you're going through, um, there, it's all happening for a reason, whether you can see those reasons currently, or you'll be aware of them in the future, everything happens for a reason and to keep going, because once you get through that tunnel and you're on the other side, it's usually more magical and beautiful than you could have ever imagined. Um, so to trust in in the things that happen be be it good or bad and to keep going nice i think that would be a fantastic takeaway for anyone who reads this book or yeah even just in life in general because like you said you know life life throws happy moments your way and really really bad part you know moments your way so taking it all and just moving forward the best you can is all we can really do yeah it's 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 the way we get through life. And, and I think also my whole search for this journey was to figure out how to love myself. I knew that, that that was something I needed to learn. Everyone's always saying, you know, you have to learn how to love yourself before you can love others. And loving yourself is the most important thing. And I was sitting there going, okay, great. I'm ready to do that. Can someone tell me how (laughs) (laughs) no one could give me like a clear, a clear answer on that. Um, And, you know, I'm an actor, like, give me direction, I'll go do it. But nobody could clearly explain how to do that. And I was searching for that this whole trip, knowing that this was this like giant Easter egg that I needed to figure out, figure out and find. And by the end of it, when I when I came home and continued like to do work on myself, it finally clicked for me. And that's why it's in the epilogue of the book. It's not in the actual journey, because I didn't didn't fully learn it when I was on my trip. I learned pieces of it that sent me on the right path to figuring it out. But um, it's it's in the epilogue. It's called the self-love cocktail. And that, I feel, is one of my biggest gifts to the readers um, is is literally laying it out very clearly, like on how they can they can learn how to love themselves because it changed my life. Nice. Well, I hope that uh, other people will read this book and listen to this podcast and they'll uh you know, be able to help find, you know, find themselves. And who knows, maybe they'll be uh, taking their own trip to Europe to to do some self-discovery and self-love. And I think uh, I think I'm going to myself, I'll have to look into doing this because I've always wanted to go to Europe and, you know, life. I've had good moments, my, just like everyone else. I've had good moments and I've had bad moments. So it sounds like it would be a, a really great experience that everyone, like you said, everyone should do. 
I promise you it will change your life and I 100% think you should and then you have to let me know how it goes. <laughs> oh, I, if, not if I do it, when I do it. I yes. will definitely, uh, definitely let you know and I will, I'm sure I'll be thanking you for you know, pushing me and motivating me to, to do something like this myself. So. I love it. I, it's, it. It's such a rewarding experience and I, I think you 100% should do that. <laughs> So where can people find out more about you and your book? So Eat, Pray, FML is exclusively on Amazon in paperback and ebook. So you can order it there. You just go to Amazon and type in Eat, Pray, FML or my name um, and it'll come up. And I am on Instagram and all other platforms at Gabrielle Stone. And the book is at Eat, Pray, FML. So if people are reading and post about it, tag me or the book in it. I love to repost stuff and see people's messages and share things and connect with, with my readers. So, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, I greatly enjoyed it for, for one. And again, you've definitely motivated me to, to try to do this in the near future. So I can't wait to start figuring out, you know, roughly I'm not going to plan anything I just want to no, figure out like yeah where, just, where to start just, just figure book, out the starting like, point book your like your your to and from flight so like a round trip from London and then don't book anything else like have a have some ideas of where you might want to visit but don't plan anything as scary as that sounds and, and <laughs> it does and, sound terrifying and utilize hostels people are so like, I remember when I was flying there, I was like, what do you mean I should go stay in hostels? Because the only thing I knew about hostels was that it was a, a movie and people got brutally murdered. Um, but hostels, hostels are like summer camp for adults. Um, you go and you that's how you meet so many people. Um, and you connect with people and you end up going to dinners and going out and it's it's a way to make friends while you're on this journey and there's so many people traveling alone that and you can't get that experience if you book an Airbnb. So I'm like a huge um, advocate for hostels and Hostel World is is literally like an Airbnb app. You can see all the reviews and all all of the the feedback from people and it's it's amazing. Now, are there any items that you that you know someone should definitely think to take that maybe you didn't realize before you went on this trip are there any essentials yeah uh i didn't get prepaid data on my phone so i was reliant on wi-fi um which obviously you don't have when you're walking around the city uh so i would definitely say i think it's well i'm on verizon but i think it's ten dollars a day but if you prepay it it's you know, you can then use your phone anywhere and it, it'll save you if you need to pull up your maps and um, figure stuff out. So that is one thing that I definitely messed up on. Um, and not to overpack. I mean, I had originally packed for warm, romantic Italy where we were supposed to be going for a month and um, ended up in not as warm places like London and Paris and Amsterdam. So um, staples of like, you know, a coat and don't overpack your bathing suits and, and be smart about the items you're packing. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. It's been, uh, definitely in kind of like a, not an, so much an eye opening, but like a really mind opening experience and 
You know, you've, well, you've really motivated I'm me. So I'm, I'm going to have to look into doing this. So I love it. You'll have to let me know. <laughs> I will for sure. So and I'm sure uh, anyone who who hears this or reads this, you guys should all uh, go out and look to do this yourself. Because it sounds like it's going to be quite the life changing experience. Yes. And don't feel like you have to go to Europe for a month. You can start small and pick a state and go for a weekend. You know, it's just about booking it and getting out of your comfort zone and going and being with yourself. Nice. Sounds, sounds amazing. So, well, thank you so much again. Uh, we, we, uh, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and hearing all about your experience and, you know, the, the evolution of this book. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I hope you not only enjoyed the podcast, but that you take some time for yourselves and think about maybe going on your own trip. It sounds like quite the experience, and I, for one, will be looking to go on one in the near future. Tune in next time for another great episode, and Gabrielle says she has one last thing for us. This is Gabrielle Stone, author of Eat, Pray, FML, and you are listening to GeneBookNerd.com.